Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. This is DCI number 48 and I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk to Carlos Garcia, who is the head of an entire fantasy universe called Anima Beyond Fantasy. And uh, they're currently working on a game that's in the middle of its second Kickstarter campaign. It's an action RPG in which you play as two different characters, and it seems really, really interesting. We had a really great conversation. Uh, it's it's kind of rare to find somebody that has quite as much enthusiasm and passion as, as Carlos does. We had a really great talk with him, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. If you want to find out... <clears throat> If you want to find out more information about DarkStation, you can do that at DarkStation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at DarkStation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, we are on iTunes. We're the DarkCast. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. And finally, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at DarkStation.com. For more information about Gate of Memories or the entire Anima Beyond Fantasy universe, then check out the links in the show notes to this episode. As always, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. series that I started in about uh, nine years ago when I was still studying and I I write uh, the first book and it was a really successful book which was published in 21 countries and from that moment on even if I study laws I began to d- dedicate all my time to writing, create games, board games, miniature games, card games and in that time I began to work with all kind of people, very interesting people and one of my dreams honestly it was uh, to be able to port that that world that universe that I create writing the anima series into a video game. It was like a dream for me and I dedicate a lot of time trying to, to be able to support it because, well, the books were working really good, the miniature games were working very good, the card games the same, and it was like my, <laughs> my the only thing that I was missing and I decided to first work with an external uh, company to do the uh, game base open the franchise but after not being really happy with the result uh, two years ago I decided to to create the game by myself and I create the division from from anima to mm-hmm. to the video game and that's how I decided to well to work in in Anima Gate of Memories, which is my actual project. Very cool. So, so you guys uh, actually had somebody else working on. Uh, was it called Gate of Memories at that time before uh, you kind of started working on it about two years ago? No, no. I had uh, an, a different company working in video games based upon the Anima uh, franchise, about the the war in which the books are based on. I okay. mean, uh, but it was not Gate of Memories. 
it was a different game and I had not real control over the result mm -hmm. and I was not very happy because well even if I like it it was it was not really my world <laughs> I don't know if I am it wasn't, it wasn't represented it wasn't representative of your, your your product that you were proud of it just yeah. kind of it was something there that had the same name <laughs> exactly I was happy with it but it was not good enough. It was not what I had in mind. I don't know how I'll be able to explain it better than. Mm, than I think it, it was nice, but but not what I wanted. And you find that this this uh, gate of memories fits closer to your to your original vision, especially since you're the you're the basically you are the series creator. You're where this comes from. At least is much closer to my original idea. It, I'm I'm happy with the result, so I can say that yes, it's it's more more the world that I created. It's more the world that I wanted to to represent in a video game. So yeah, very cool. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Anima is and kind of maybe some of the the background of not necessarily just the game, but kind of the this universe at large? Oh sure, it's okay. Anima is. Uh, Extreme setting, okay? It's a world which name is Gaia, uh, which mixes a lot of interesting elements like mm, traditional medieval realistic fantasy, which is uh, somehow a, a strange mix of concepts. Okay, it's uh, thinking of a world, a different world from us, uh, from ours, uh, in which uh, Everything is normal, real, a traditional medieval renaissanceist uh, world. Nothing supernatural exists. Uh, everything is well. Uh, there are wars. It's quite normal, okay. But uh, for real, in the dark, in in the back of the world, there was a lot of uh, uh, supernatural entities, secrets. Uh, magical technology working in the shadow of the world. The the interesting thing is that uh, Anima Beyond Fantasy, Gaia, it's born after uh, a big uh, problem that uh, about uh, 1,000 years bef uh, in the start of the story, uh, a great conflict between supernatural entities uh, divided the world in different parts, okay? Uh, the people uh, the surviving people, uh, the humankind, uh, understood that the world could not uh, keep going like that. It was like, hey, it's it, this is not going to work, okay? So the world, when it was divided, uh, humans becomes uh, the only uh, surviving species, but in the dark, there was a lot of other different kind of supernatural entities that were wait, simply waiting for the right moment to come back. They were not evil somewhere, of course, but it was just like uh, the world is not going to work with so many different kind of creatures living there. So there will be an, a normal world and a few uh, supernatural uh, societies which are trying to to make that work okay to to make that all the secrets all the darkness all the 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 supernatural fairy tales 
to be still that only fairy tales that the people in the world is going to to be just uh, normal people who don't think that magic exists uh, that uh, there is magic technology that there is not nothing special other than than that that uh, the common life of the people when in the back in the shadow of the world there are so many things happening that it's it's very fun to to see the the two phases of the same universe okay i don't know if i'm explaining it myself very well sorry yeah, yeah no to get no? to get kind of fantasy vulgar on you it's it's kind of like a, a muggle wizard situation you've got people that just don't they don't see the fantasy for what it is and people that do see it is that kind of where this secret organization nathaniel comes in uh yeah Nathaniel, in fact, is one of many supernatural organizations that are working in the world. Nathaniel, in fact, is uh, the one who is like... Uh, how could you... Uh, I can explain it like the secret service of ma many different countries in the world who are trying to, to keep everything supernatural in bay. So yeah, is that more or less one or the main organization who is doing that? Mm. But the fun thing is for doing that, they are precisely using supernatural uh, entities, supernatural means, supernatural technology, artifacts, and the very same things that they are trying to cover. Mm. Very Next. cool. So. Um, I guess kind of maybe set the stage for Gate of Memories then. Where in kind of that whole conflict is, is the game taking place? Well, the, the thing is that uh, the world right now, after years of normality and peace, it's right now being in the brink of catastrophe. Not for supernatural beings, not for the darkness in the other side, the world is simply in war. The, after a few conflicts about uh, different powers, uh, uh, countries and empires, uh, the world has passed for a very difficult moment. And countries are in war, people are suffering. And in all that, uh, it seems that a lot of supernatural entities, long time forgotten, are now trying to rise again. Okay, and for a really no reason in that start of the game, a member of Nathaniel, a member of the organization who's covering all that, is still one of the most important uh, artifacts, some kind like a prophecy book, a prophecy book uh, from the organization, and take it to unknown places. So. Everyone is uh, wondering what's happening. Okay, it's uh, right now they are she's going to to steal that. Why? And they are trying to recover that that artifact before something can happen that could bring even in a more problematic moment to to the difficult time the war is passing okay it's i uh, so that is the the cornerstone of of the backstory okay it's in a in a troublesome time uh, for no reasons uh, a lot of uh, member of the organization who is 
years and years working uh, to cover everything, right now it's it's doing something just for the opposite. So why? It's we need to recover that. That's the the, the cornerstone. That's the the main point and and the very interesting start point of the story. Wow, that's a lot of backstory. <laughs> that sounds no, really fact, cool. In fact, is is really uh, just uh, We're just skimming just, the surface. Uh, a base, yes. Uh, in in fact, that's I think that is just something that you can define in two minutes of game, and after that, there is a much more complex backstory after everything that is happening. I mean, well, it's it's very fun because for me, writing stories, books after so many time, being able to to be able to narrate that in a video game is like, oh my god, I have so many things to tell and so little time and so little. <laughs> so uh, for real, it's that's just the uh, the real basis of the story. After that, uh, Gate of Memories going to to tell much more difficult, funny, and interesting stories. Do you feel it's difficult to, to kind of put that much into the game, or, or is or like like you're trying to kind of push it all in, or is, is uh, Gate of Memories more of a, a focused experience um, with that stuff kind of in the ancillary, kind of on the outside? To be honest, it's a hell. I mean, <laughs> trying, trying to, to tell a complex backstory with limited means is, is really difficult because, okay, I wish I could do a lot of good things. I wish I could do, well, so many things. But after all, I have to keep, uh, to, to be realistic, okay? I, I can do too many good things. I must to tell almost everything through... Uh, people talking, mm, books, and 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 sentence. So, trying to to be complex and at the same time uh, to be able to narrate, to tell that story right. It's hell. I mean, it's not easy at all. I I need to to leave a lot of elements that I wish I could tell out. But okay, it's. it's it's better for the story if I leave that, even if I want. I ah, know I want to tell that. It's 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 a wonderful story to tell in a book. But hey, this is not a book. This is a video game. So there are things that must be told in in a different way. So I'm happy with the way I'm telling. But honestly, I wish I could tell so many <laughs> additional things that <laughs> I am a little sad to. That's, that's completely understandable. Um, with the so, in Gate of Memories, um, you play as the bearer, and but you also play as Ergo. Can you explain kind of how that's how that's going to work for the for the player? How they're going to interact with those two characters? Story wise or gameplay wise? Oh, um, play yeah, play. sure. I uh, pick one and go with it, and then try the other. <laughs> how does it? How does, like story wise? How does it work? And then how does that translate into gameplay? Okay, it's uh, okay. Let's start with the story because I think that that will be better to later understand how game wise plays. Okay, okay. Uh, the the beer 
is uh, a member of Nathaniel who is working for the organization about 15 years. Okay, uh, well, she's not actually working for the organization that many times. She's uh, a child that was taken by the organization when she was just a little girl because she had special qualities. Long time ago, uh, a demon, uh, some kind of supernatural god entity of vast power called Ergo, was sealed in a book by and by almost all the, the the powers in the in the world they were trying to kill it but they were unable to do it so they sealed it in that book uh, that book was kept sealed in uh, nathaniel headquarters in one of the most uh, hidden structures uh, for a strange story that Terkel, the beer, uh, was a child with a special blood that has the ability to increment, to rise the supernatural energies of any kind of supernatural being that was able to drink her blood. So for that reason, she was uh, hunted by nightmares, supernatural beings, until Nathaniel take there take her into their headquarters. The problem is that in that moment, a lot of supernatural entities attacked the building, trying to steal her from the, the organization, trying to, to have enough power, thanks to her blood, to, to rise again against humanity. Hmm. Okay, so in that moment, the child that she was about six, seven years old, uh, was hidden in the most secure room in the wall structure, which was the room where Ergo, from many years ago, was healed. That way, uh, when she was found by her pursuers, she desperately uh, was trying to run, was trying to cry, was trying to survive somehow, and she awake ergo from the book doing that uh, she still uh, she make a pact with the book and will impact she was not trying to awake him and he didn't want to be awake by her but that way the book was linked to her that that demon that entity was linked to the child and <laughs> when he destroyed everything that was in in his path but was forced to obey the child, uh, Nathaniel understood that that was going to be a really powerful weapon against all the things that they had been hunting. So they took the book away from her, but prepared her from many years, 15 years, to become the beer of the calamity, the beer of Ergo. That way, right now, when the story starts, she has been with Ergo again for a very limited time. Ergo is, in all effects, uh, a book. A book that is a power source of almost unlimited power. Okay? Uh, she's able to channel some of Ergo power and, and do things that no other human being could. Okay? But that is consuming her own essence. She 
doesn't have even name. She's only called Bearer of Calamities because when she made the pact with Ergo, a large part of her essence was consumed by the book, okay? So she's able not just to be her with using uh, Ergo power, but she's able to, using her own imagination, manifest a physical form for Ergo. Okay, she, she changed the book into a physical, material, temporal form from that entity. That is not a real form of ergo, but is somehow how she's able to to imagine him. Okay, it's, so that's that character we see. It's more of a, it's more of her mind kind of translating it for her. Exactly, the, the male character ergo is like uh, her imagination of that entity. Okay, it's not like that. Ergo is something much more old, much more massive, much more powerful, but she's able only to, to use a little part of its of its power and it's more than enough for him and for her. Okay? So the the very the the fun thing is that you are going playwise to, to combine both characters, okay? You can, for example, be doing a special combo or special skill or jumping, running with one character and in any moment you can exchange to the other to to combine, okay, their, their special different play styles, okay? For example, Ergo is, even if you can customize each character to be whatever you want. For example, if you want to make Ergo more physical, powerful, and the beer better casting spells, you can be using the beer to cast a spell from afar and then launching a special supernatural beam, and in that moment, chant to Ergo to make it go after the the beam and attack your enemies and throw them to the air just to came to became back the beer and do a special area attack you know it's it's very fun because you you can create each character as you want being better in in the things that you want and, and changing them it will allow you to to experiment two different play styles at the same time, which is, I think, that uh, a very fun thing to do. Yeah, from the videos, it definitely looks very neat as being able to uh, to switch, especially like mid combo, to kind of uh, like carry things on and, and and keep that kind of thing going. Sorry, it looks very it, it, the the combat looks very um, uh, like visceral and 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 a little crazy, especially being able to switch mid-combo and kind of jump in between forms um, yeah. to, to continue things. Yeah, it's, but at the same time, that's one of the things that make uh, the system special. You, you know, it's it's more complex. You don't need to do it, but it opens a lot of possibilities to, to create your own crazy combos, as you said. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny to do, to do that. You can't really do... <laughs> a lot of things, Changin's, Changin characters. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that's mentioned on the uh, on the Kickstarter page is that uh, Gate of Memories is going to be an open world. Um, how it is it is it truly open? And and did you find and if it is, did you find that very 
um, very challenging in trying to uh, to kind of tell your narrative when the player can kind of choose where they want to go, or is it more like focused as far as their stronger enemies over here, so you know they won't go that way at first. They have to kind of get funneled to certain places. It's a mix of both. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Castlevania Symphony of the Night for me, one if not the best uh, open world a game that you can imagine with elements of Dark Souls and games like that. I mean, it's an open world, but you are not going to to be able to travel whenever you want uh, in any moment. You need to to do things to be able to do other better. Okay? It, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it myself too well. I mean, from the very start, you have a lot of freedom to go wherever you want, okay? But at the same time, you are not going to be able to 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 do anything you want. I mean, it's for example, uh, you don't need uh, to take a key to visit an an area which, from the very start, you are not going to be able to visit just because you are not uh, developing enough skills just to, for example, do a, doing a, a double jump or things like that, okay? Uh, the thing is that you are not going to be uh, forced to go first this place, later that. I mean, you are going to be able to visit almost anything, but with some limitations, okay? It's, uh, well, if you are going to visit one of the most hard areas from the very start, you are going to uh, be in a real problem if you want to to take down enemies that are going to kill you in one hit, okay? It's uh, it's it's uh, like uh, trying to mix both, both elements, okay? It's, okay. Well, you I, I said it real perfectly when you mentioned the Sympathy of the Night, because that, that evokes like a very, like, open but kind of blocked style in which you know as you as you get better as you open up things that that's that kind of the, that the rest of the world opens up for you as you get more powerful um did you find that this influenced the way you wanted to tell the story to make sure that they that the 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 player gets gets the parts kind of in the order that you want them told no that's the really fun thing okay as i told you i took a symphony of the night as reference for for wandering through the world, but the the, th the fun thing is that you don't need to force uh, dot happenings, dot those stands, those times uh, in any special order. I mean, uh, the things are going to happen in a definite time. I mean, for example, uh, one character, the nameless, is going to attack another character. In a in a moment. So if you go uh, in that moment where the other is, uh, you are going to be able to fight Nameless and stop him to destroying the other. Okay. But at the same time, you are going to be able to visit a different character, a different place, and that means that uh, that other part of the story 
for the nameless destroying the other character is going to happen. But at the same time, you are going to be able to do different things, to understand different elements. Okay, that's uh, where a very fun thing because you are going to be able um, to grasp the story depending on the things that you decide to do. Okay, it's it's uh, like that. I I mean, it's not you are focusing on doing a predetermined order for for everything i mean okay now i have to know before we move on who's the girl in red because there is an amazing picture on your kickstarter that's like half red mage half like swashbuckler <laughs> do you remember when i told you that uh, renegade of the organization took an artifact from it that's the one who took the artifact. That's the forsaken member of Nathaniel who stole the artifact. And at the same time, she's the teacher of the main character of the beer. The oh. one teach him to, 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 who teach her to use uh, Ergo and its power. It's more or less the, the biggest expert in supernatural elements in the world organization. And that's why they want to know why she she did that and she's a wonderful design made by an incredible artist uh, and i loved simply her design it's i really it's time money i i think that that guy is is a genius like when you lee and, and i it's, it's a real pleasure to be able to to put her in the game yeah, absolutely. She like that's there. There's a lot about the art that's uh, that's very evocative and kind of looks very um, not only kind of like a callback to some of the uh, like older Japanese like world styles, but uh, also kind of brings about that real medieval feel. But that she stands out like almost like that girl in a red dress in the Matrix, just <laughs> immediately looking to see like, wow, what is she all about? Because that is awesome. Glad you like it. Sorry, uh, I think that uh, I'm glad you that that you like it. But did you ask anything? It's because I. Oh no no that was it that was it. No. Was ah okay okay okay. Sorry sorry. Uh, uh, my my mind is going to different <laughs> places. Sorry. <laughs> my mind is going to different places. Sorry. That's not a problem. Um, so there are a lot of other. Um, elements to the the anime universe there you've got um role-playing books and miniatures and card games and you, you kind of talked about um a lot of that stuff earlier do these things tie together does uh does gate of memory take place uh does it I, I guess what i'm trying to ask is does it directly tie to any of the other elements or are they all kind of their own standalone story do, do i need to go uh read up on the the world of anima before i i play gate of memory uh, both, I mean, uh, Gate of Memories is heavily tied with the War of Gaia, but as it is, it's a completely standalone story. You don't need to know anything about Gaia to really have a wonderful time playing it, but of course there is a lot of uh, details that tie the war with the, the whole universe of the role-playing books. It's like when when you play a, a 
Dungeons and Dragons game, they are going to tell a story, but but it's in in Forgotten or in Dungeons and Dragons world. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know about Gaia to to really enjoy Gate of Memories. In fact, because the most important elements are going to be especially explained in in the game itself. So it's it's completely separate, and at the same time, there are a lot of of things that tie everything with that universe. So it's it's very fun because it's like uh, a special story. It's like uh, come on, it's like going to tell a, a Captain America movie, f- but it's part of the Avengers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's perfect standalone, but at the same time, you get more out of it if you've experienced the rest of what's going on. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is actually, and one of the reasons you're talking to us today is, is this is actually the start of your second Kickstarter. For, yes. for Gate of Memories. Can you can you kind of explain what's what's going on that made you kind of come back to the well? Sorry? Can you repeat please? Yeah, can you can you kind of explain what's going on that made you come kind of come back to the well of Kickstarter to to uh, basically ask for more? Honestly, okay, it's uh, because we were really really happy when the first campaign was a success. We were able to create uh well, a wonderful game that you can see right now in in the videos but I want to be honest uh, we wanted to do it the best we could we are doing everything our best to make it the best game possible that a, time, a little team like us are able to do we are working 7 days a week 10 hours, 12 hours every day because we really want it to be a wonderful game. But but honestly, with uh, its quality, uh, with its visual quality, for us, uh, the original uh, goal, it's it's like okay, it's we can do this game, but with just a little more, with so many things already done, you we can do it much better than we are right now, okay? We used uh, the original funds of the first campaign to create the game, but honestly, there are always limitations uh, with such a constraint bucket, okay? We are done a game that we are really happy with, but we understand that with just so little more, with all the things that we have done, with a, a little more, we are really able to do a game so much better that we were saying, okay, it's it's like a, a pity. I mean, if you, we can go on working just a little more, if we are going to be able to raise the fund, we can do something so much better that we really wanted to try a second campaign. In fact, because in the first one, uh, we we could not show anything of their ga- of the real game. I mean, it was like uh, we want to do this, but now we are able to show the game itself. The show the, to show to everyone this is our game. This is what we are doing, and this is what we are going to make to create for you to play. So if you think that this is nice, 
please help us to to make it even better because that that help we I think that will be translated in an incredible upgrade for Gate of Memories. It's not necessary. We are going to be able to finish the game even if the second campaign is not going to be successful. But honestly, it won't be as as as, as good as it could be if we are able to to finish the second one. So it's extra, but it's a real. It, it could be a real important extra. Yes, it's like uh, come on, try to to see that. <laughs> this is what uh, we mean. In the first one, I told you that it was enable. We were unable to show to show the game, but with right now we just uh, this rise, uh, we are going to be able to do it much better than we are right now very cool so um what are uh some of the rewards that backers can get if they uh back your game on kickstarter uh again to be honest i wanted to be quite fair to to all the people who support us in the fair campaign i i don't want to force anyone to bake us again it's this second campaign uh, is focused for people who were not able to see what we wanted to show in the first campaign because honestly the game was not yet created we were only to be able to show concepts so this second campaign is focused on, on, on that people who did not pay us because they could not see the game for the people who did not pick us, they have a lot of wonderful rewards, like even shirts, miniatures, cards, a special deluxe legendary box with all kinds of, of elements. They can't even become part of the game. They can't even become characters in the game. I mean, they can be part of the Tower of Arcane. They can become memories. They can, they can be part of of the art of of anima. They can become they can become part of the world. It's very fun. But for all the people who support us in the first campaign, to all that people that come on, they help us. They 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 were. They, it was them who made possible for us to make this game, so they can, if they want, they can bake us again to to rise their original uh, uh, bake and and add it to their their first one, being able to improve their rewards. Okay, but we don't want to to give them or force them to bake us again because after all, honestly. They have already done so much for us that we simply can ask them for more. Okay, it's like if you want help us, just because the game you are going to play, it's going to be so much better with your help. That come on, you are going to have a much better time. So, so it's everyone's own interest to to back the game because it's it's going to come out, but it's going to be that much better if you guys get funded yeah more or less that's the, <laughs> that's the, the correct explanation okay it's it's just awesome. like that awesome 
Well, uh, Brian, do you have anything else? No, I think we're good to go on to the end game. All right, cool. All right, so uh, like we uh, kind of explained at the beginning, um, we like to end our interviews with a little bit of a questionnaire. Um, it's more personal in nature, so this is really uh, just about you. Um, and uh, it gets a little harder as it goes along, but hopefully it won't be too bad. Um, so the first question I'm going to ask is, uh, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Who is your favorite good guy? Mm. Difficult question. Uh... <laughs> I think that it's going to be a, a strange quest, the answer, but I think that I love Platina from the Valkyrie Profile series. I just loved the character and the way that the story was told. I think that I'm going to go with her. Absolutely. Not at all weird. I could, I could totally back that up. Uh, I'm going to flip the coin for the second question. I'm going to ask you, who's your favorite bad guy? Kefka, Final Fantasy VI. Yes! All right, now we're on the same page. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent answer. I wouldn't even ask for an explanation. I've given it way too many times. Uh, third question. We're moving right along. Um, what is your least favorite theme or trope in video games today? What would you kind of like to see go away? I don't think that I have any... Any element that is is not nice because come on, if that is there, it's because there are people who like it. I don't think that I like others less than others, but I don't think that I think that everything has its place currently in video games. Very diplomatic. Okay. No, no. It's because <laughs> honestly, honestly, okay, okay. No, no, I, believe I, you. I, 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 for example, I. I hate, for example, card games because I suck in them. Okay, it's I'm <laughs> But come on, it's uh, you don't, one. You don't hold your own suckage at it to, to be. Uh, yeah, some of my you. best friends love them, so it's not. I, I can't uh, say this. This is bad. Remove it. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I just said diplomatic because most people are very energetic to talk about things that they don't like. <laughs> that was very, you know, kind of like even keel of you. <laughs> um, fourth question. What's been your biggest influence on the overall world of anima? Final Fantasy VI. I think that this was the, the universe that more impacted me when I was little, but I... <laughs> but I think that I could go for Xenogears. For, for the original Xenogears. No Xenosaga, but Xenogears. Xenogears, that... yeah. With, uh, with Faye, and absolutely, okay. I can kind of, yeah. I could definitely see see some of that in the art, too. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, next question. Um, you're already living the dream making games and, and, and kind of building worlds. Um, if you had the chance to live a different dream, is there any other profession you'd like to try? And billionaire is not a profession, so. Sure. That's... <laughs> <laughs> a I think a billionaire, you know, just giving money. <laughs> I think that uh, I will go with movie director. I love that. Absolutely. All right. Um, yes. And final question, as we get to the end of this, um, 
at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad <laughs> is there with the Book of Our Deeds, uh, what would you like him to say to you? Sorry, can you repeat? Yeah, at the end of our lives, when you si, come si. to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, so at the end of everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. once we get to the end and Toad's there, and he has the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you? The universe that you create is is really fun, and and come on, Carlos, you did a good story. I think that is the thing that I would want to hear. That a lot of people loved what I wrote. I think that that's why I do things because come on, it's it's wonderful to to have people who who like your stories. I like I like that. I like Toad being a fan of what you've done. That's I like that. That's good. Good answer. Uh, that's it. That's the end. You've passed. Um, there are no points to award, but um, if there were, you would have them all. So thank you and congratulations. So I can go to bed as a reward? Yes, as a reward, you can go to bed and, you know, just for me, set your alarm five minutes later. Okay. <laughs> well, b before you go, Carlos, if you could just let our listeners know um, where they can find out more information about uh, Anima Gate of Memories. You can find uh, all the information that you want of Gate of Memories in uh, gateofmemories.com or in our Kickstarter page. There you can find anything you want about Gate of Memories and about the project that we are doing. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for uh, staying up to talk with us about uh, Gate of Memories. I hope the Kickstarter goes great and have thank a good you. night. I want to thank both of you for this fun time and, and thanks for the opportunity to be here tonight. Okay? Thank, thank you for waking up for us, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Honors all. Nice. Sorry. Have a good night. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.